stronghold and say, hey, not me. The Bible says I am blessed. The Bible says he was made poor that I may become rich. The Bible says I am not weak. The Bible says I am the head and not the tail. Go ahead and reign in life. Go ahead and move mountains. Go ahead and jump. Go ahead and win. Go and make lots of progress in life. Why? It's possible. You are listening to her podcast by Senior Pastor of Life Free Church, Prophet Gomezio Shamani. We're going to continue with uh, our teaching on the reign of kings. We started, we started this teaching last week, and God helped me to deliver it to you. day. As we're talking about the reign of kings, one of the things that we began looking at, and even just some of the things we just began to touch, was to explain how God, in his plan over mankind, decided to empower mankind and give him a sphere to reign over. We did talk about how later on, after the fall of man, God, in his infinite power, his grace, came through for the sake of us and restored our dominion. And we came to a conclusion from scripture showing us showing us that God has made us kings and priests in 1st Peter chapter number 2 and verse 9 the Bible tells us that we are a chosen generation and we are a royal priesthood we are a royal priesthood a holy nation God's special people and that we are here to proclaim the praises the characteristics the traits of him who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light I'm ready now And in Romans chapter number 5 and verse 17, the Bible tells us that those who receive the abundance of grace and the gift of righteousness should reign in life. It simply means if there is a calling that you have or that we all corporately have. Some people also want to know their callings. There are those specific cause and there are those corporate cause. If you want to know one of your corporate cause, one of your corporate cause is to reign in life. Nicole. And it's, it, it also just shows us that if you're not reigning, then you need to respond to your call. 
Amen and amen. To reign is to occupy a place of rulership or a place of authority and then exercise that dominion over the sphere that you have. Last week we did end by saying, just as you have been called kings, it is very important to know how to function as a king. Because how you function as a king really matters. It determines whether you're going to get results that you ought to get. I did bring out this piece last week. And I said, this piece that you see right here is a piece that is from the game of chess. You may have played it, you may have been exposed to it, you may have come across it. But what is fundamental is that this piece, which is known as the king in the game of chess, is considered to be very important because the victory of any chess player takes place when the king has been fully trapped. And that position is known as checkmate. A position where a king cannot express himself, move, or do anything, but is left in a place of vulnerability, then we say, a checkmate has taken place. And I did make mention that even though your team has still got some other pieces around, as long as this is trapped completely, then you are in a place where you have lost. In the same way, life is not a game of chess, but we can learn from it. We can learn from it to understand that even as we are kings in this life, how we position ourselves, how we expose ourselves, how we make decisions altogether has an impact on whether we are going to reign in life or not. Praise be to God. And so for you, who is a king, what matters are the movements that you make. If in the game of chess, there are regulations and boundaries of a king, then in life you must know that all kings that occupy the position of a king over the earth, endured by the king of kings, also need to know they have boundaries, rules, regulations. Because if they don't give heed or follow those things, they will fall from their position and not win.
Now, I like something about this piece, the king, when you're playing chess. I've noticed something very fundamental, which I would like to use as, as an analogy to explain our role as kings here on earth. There are different types of pieces in the chess game. Some include pawns, knights, just a different number of bishops. I, I know maybe the ladies will be like, hey, they're also men of God, if, just in case you may not know. But just to explain, <laughs> for your sake of understanding, some of the pieces in the chess game have got regulations in how they move. Others can move straight, others move L, others move diagonal, others move differently. They've got different rules on how to handle things. But one thing I've noticed about the king, the king can move any direction. He can go left, he can go right, he can go diagonal, he can go back, he can, he can take any position. Now, this is so nice because it just shows you the privilege of being in a place of authority and advantage. Because it seems like you can literally do anything. It seems like, ah, okay, the one who can't move diagonal, me I can move diagonal. The one who can't move straight, me I can move straight. He seems to be seriously advantaged because he can make any move in life. That move in life, bringing it to our reality, is known as free will. And not everyone has it. Amen and amen. It's known as free will. You can do whatsoever you want. Why? You have the power to do it. You have the capacity to do so. But in as much as this king has free will, I've noticed something. In its movement, it is limited. If it moves, it should only make one step. If it's one place here, it will not jump to another place. Or it will not cross over to the other side, just like that. It has to make one step. And that made me understand that even though we may have the power to make decisions that we ought to make, there are certain things that limit our movements. We can't just move anyhow. We are limited in our movements. But apart from that, remember I said you can't jump from one place to another as a king. It's one step at a time. To show you that as a king in this reality, you can't skip processes. You can't. You don't have to skip processes. You walk in them. In the making of the king, in the training of the king, in the reigning of the king. You don't skip processes. Hallelujah. Now, 
we've understood that yeah we are kings but now we want to at least understand what will help us reign effectively what will help us walk in the way we are supposed to walk what are the boundaries of our operations as kings what are the threats of us living as kings and I'll quickly explain them number 1 a king should not just occupy and function anyhow and here is my point because of the kind of king that we are so number 1 the kind of king we are is different we've got kings that are right here on earth and they are described a certain way but even with regards to us being kings what will help us function very very well is understanding the kind of king we are let's open our bibles to revelation 1 verse 6 but as you do that turn to your neighbor and say i am a king turn to your other neighbor and tell them i am a king What comes to your mind when you begin to think about you being a king? What comes to mind when you begin to walk in the reality of you becoming a king? Some of you because you now believe you are a king, you feel you can do anything. Because you are a king, you can go out there maybe and just shout, "Ndinemfumo." You can speak to the trees and say, "I am your king. Kneel down." You can do just all sorts of things. But you see your reigning will not be effective until you understand what kind of king you are. And let's now make it clear. The Lord Jesus Christ, the Bible says, and has made us what? Kings and priests. All right. The problem is many of us when we are reading such scriptures we end just there. We say he has made us kings and priests. Full stop. But it never said that. It says he has made us kings and priests to his God. It simply means if you want to categorize the kind of king you are, you are a king unto God. not unto yourself you are a king unto god i'm not saying you are, it simply means the one you subscribe to who gives you reigning power and whom you are representing is god ha if you are a king unto god then it simply means as a king in your reigning and your functioning whose interest should you take up this god those are now the boundaries that make you move and reign in life as a king some people want to be kings unto themselves to build their own personal empires some people just want to be kings to when they think of reigning It has to do with their personal success. 
Yet they are forgetting. As a king, they are part of a kingdom. As a king, they have a domain that they have influence over. But as a king, they are also pushing the agenda of whom they've received power and authority from. So you need to understand that you're a king unto God. Ah. This will help you a lot. It will help you to be positioned well, especially when you want to reign. Your interest primarily will be unto the king of kings. Now, apart from you getting to a place where you now discover that, or even just position yourself to be a person that is a king unto God, your next level of understanding that will position you to even just function as a king is to know some of the things that the king needs to uphold. Since you are a king unto God, there are three, I'll explain, not there. I will explain three fundamental things you should have as a king. Number one, you should have a voice of counsel. You should have a voice of counsel. Hi. Now imagine now you're in the chess game and you're functioning as a king. Now what is happening is this. Those other pieces, alright? Those other pieces, their main objective is to either protect their king or fight against the other king. So it simply means Whenever you move the other pieces, they are doing it in the authority of their king. They are doing it in the council, leadership, and authority of their king. So if the bishop goes like this, it's for the sake of the king. If the knight goes like this, it's for the sake of the king. If he moves this way, it's this for the sake of the king. But all that is being done in the council and rulership of the king. But now, if every other piece is moving in the council, the will of the king, then what about the king himself? When he moves, who leads him? Who leads him? So the king must have a voice of counsel. Yes, he leads others. He is a voice of counsel to others. But he must have a voice of counsel to follow. Yes, he can take any step. But if he is going to move to the left, who told him? If he's going to move to the right, who told him? If he's going to go diagonal or any other direction he seeks to take, who told him? 
coming back to a place of reality every step that you are making in life who is leading those steps who told you to make that decision remember you are a king you don't just make decisions anyhow ideally if you are a king not unto god as a king make a decision you want because kings can do whatsoever they want but now you are a king unto god if you are a king unto god who's telling you make this decision who's telling you do this in the work of ministry do that who is leading you who is leading your decisions for your destiny very cardinal very cardinal now just imagine and you say i don't have a voice i'll challenge you with this if you don't have a voice to hear should you be a voice to speak if you don't have a voice to hear should you be a voice to speak should you be a voice not just to speak should you be a voice to impact some of you don't have to speak anything you are already teachers and mentors in how you carry yourself just that kasem dress code someone copied from you that kasem shoe someone as i like that kashu where did you get it do you have a joint you said i have a joint go left go right you find that 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 bus stop you climb this you go that you have given them counsel with your words and led them they will go to that place and wear it like you so it simply means we can't avoid influencing people we can't whether we like it or not man will always be an influencer that's why everyone suddenly once they have likes they call themselves social media influencer but what they are influencing you with haraba sande de bias so it doesn't matter that you can move what really matters is what moves you it doesn't matter that you can speak what really matters is what speaks or who speaks to you so even though you will call yourself an influencer who is influencing you very card you know so kings must have voices of counsel in their lives that will lead them Now the Bible tells us in the book of 2 Kings chapter number 12 and verse 2 of a young king who was known as Jehoash This one was placed as a king at a very young age young When I say young I'm saying young He was not even 12 years old by the time he became king Now listen to this. 
he was considered among us one of uh, after after that's after about the reign of David, Saul, and Solomon. The Bible shows us about 39 kings that came afterwards. All right, those 39 kings reigned through Israel and also through Judah. Now, from those 39 kings, less than 10 were considered to be good. The rest were what? Were considered to be evil or bad. Now, what were they governing over? What influence did they have? They had influence over the prince of God, known as Israel. Yet they... Let me just... Wait, 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 wait. These guys are kings over Israel. The nation of God. Yet what is influencing them? The majority of what was influencing them was not God. So imagine what they did to the nation of God. You guys are in the body of Christ. You are in a nation like this. You are in the church circles. But who is influencing you? Because at the end of the day, you will still have influence over the spheres of this earth. Your influence is not in heaven, it's here. That's why God will judge you for the influence that you had here. And your influence you had here, you're not carrying it there. It's here. It's remaining. Now, look at what Joash. What is written of Joash in 2 Kings 12 and verse 2? The Bible says Joash did what was right in the sight of the Lord. All the days in which Jehoiada, the priest, instructed him. So, his success, his place of integrity and good results were traced because he had a voice of counsel in his life. The guy became king when he was about seven. But all the days of the li his life, he remained faithful good, righteous, and a well-fitting king because he was instructed. Kings don't make solo decisions. You don't. I'm showing you how to reign in life. Some of you, you are calling yourself kings, but the problem is you are not reigning because you are making certain decisions yourself. Decisions that have to do with destiny, you are forcing them yourself. It's okay. Because Give me this, this, this thing. I'll change it. Let me make this business that is controversial. When I tithe, the money will be cleansed. You, somehow you feel like in that position of authority, you can make decisions and things will change for your good because you've said it. But a king will only see results by whom is influencing him. 
So if God is influencing you, you will see God results. If the other one is influencing you, you will see his results. But if God is good, that, that other one cannot be good. Praise be to God. I'm trying to show you that counsel in your life is not something to play with. It is fundamental and necessary. It is a must that you walk in counsel. Turn to your neighbor and say it is a must. Yeah. Do you know the first man or mankind first fell on earth because of the voice of counsel? It's a voice that made man to fall. The serpent spoke. And Eve gave heed to the voice of the serpent. And that's how she fell, including man. And guess what? When the Lord Jesus Christ came on the face of the earth, it is the same tactic that he used. It's the same tactic that the enemy used against Jesus. Listen and listen good, child of God. Come, both of you. Since you're in white today, you'll be Jesus. And the other one. Now, I want you to observe something. Because sometimes you guys don't easily discern the voice of God or even the voice of the enemy. Satan comes to Jesus while Jesus is well consecrated and is praying unto the Lord. And Satan asks a question. He says, if you are the son of God, what does he say? He says, I want you to turn this stone into what? Into what? To bread. What is the bread for? What is the bread for? Now, I want you to see that sometimes the voice of Satan can be packaged to care for you. <sighs> Listen, was Jesus hungry? Yes. So you think only God shows up when you're hungry. That's why avoid the place of desperation because it's, also, it's not only God who shows up when you're desperate. Hey, hey, my, my ears, look at, I'm growing older. Hey, Shan, Shan, I'm panicking. Two people will show up. Yeah. And one will say, this one has got stony heart, but you can turn him into bread. Huh? You can just pray, can I pray? He can become a son of light. A reigning son. And you'll be like, what God cannot do does not exist. <laughs> not knowing, you see, 
don't don't confirm Satan's voice with scripture. Don't add the confirmation to Satan's voice with scripture because even Satan uses scripture to speak to Jesus. Satan went to Jesus and quoted for him Psalms 90. The scripture you pray for your protection. That's the one he, he gave Jesus. Now, listen. Listen to what Jesus says. Satan asked Jesus, turn this stone into bread. Why? So that you can eat. Mnanjala, I care for you. You are hungry. You need to eat. You're too thin. You need to be, you know, you need stamina. But Jesus said something powerful. He said, man shall not live by bread alone, but every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. Listen, look at what he said. Maybe you've not got it. He says, man shall not live by bread alone. He says, me, my life is every word that comes from God. Listen, he didn't say my life is every good word because what this guy said was a good word. He says, I don't want a good word. I want, a, I want the true source. You, what you need is the right source, not just a good word. Because anyone can tell you sweet words. <sighs> so he was not addressing cuteness, sweetness. He was addressing sauce. Listen. If Satan says yes, and yes sounds sweet, and God says no, and no sounds bad, don't look for the sweetness. Look for the sauce, which is God. The no of God will always be better than the yes of Satan. The challenge is that many people, listen, you are finding yourselves in problems because what you are looking for is just things that are good, things that are nice. Do you think when Eve was eating of that tree, she saw an evil fruit? No. The Bible says when this guy in green was speaking to her, the serpent, he said, if you take this, it will make you wise. Isn't wisdom sweet? You think he came with a, a damage package. He came with a care package. He didn't come with a destruction package. He came with a care package. And some of you like care packages. You are moved by care packages. No, I need the laws. I need the TXN. And your care package is, you even announce. Kai, you see, this is, a, this is a realm of words. You even announce. In anikonda TXN, in anikonda malozi, in anikonda chocolate, vizamvera. He who has an ear. Let him hear. Vizamvela. Ah. Azabuela. Lead laws. <laughs> Says my love, I've got a lead laws, a glean laws, and every laws you need. 
and comes with TXN. 1.5. And sends another 1.5 and says, sorry, I forgot to send withdraw charge. And because it is a care package, it will minister to your soul. What I prayed for, what I said, Vachitika. Not knowing, Pharaoh sent his son. Yeah. Be careful when you are hungry as Israel. Because you might find yourself in the land of Egypt where you become slaves. Turn to your neighbor and say, care package here. You must listen to the voice of counsel. Sometimes the voice of counsel in your life, you, you want something good, then the Lord will say, wait. Lord, Wait again. He's wearing a green shirt. Isn't it the sign clear already? Huh? Wait again. I can't. What? It's the green light itself. He says, wait. When I, when, ah, I, I, I can't wait. I don't have too many years on this earth. Imagine how you can reduce yourself to such a level. You say you don't have too many years on this earth, yet you, don't, you can't even add any element of life to your tomorrow. And you are refusing to trust the one who holds your life. Ha! Listen, your voice of counsel is your empowerment in life. Your voice of counsel, even though it hurts, if he pushes you one, two, even though it hurts, that hurting will be converted to more years. Ask Hezekiah the sweetness of sin deducted his life. And the prophet of God said, pack up, it's time to die. Why was it time to die? Because of what he exposed himself to, short-circuited life. He went outside of the counsel of the Lord. The moment he prayed to God and sought the Lord and the Lord had favor over him, the prophet of the Lord says, good boy, the Lord has given you 15 more years. Why? You've gotten back to the counsel of the Lord. You want to cut off your life? Walk outside counsel. Don't be saved by Chisomorions. Jonah, listen, I, that's why I told you. When Jonah fell in the water, he was not supposed he was not meant to swim. That water is meant to kill him. When Moses refused to go and represent God to speak to Pharaoh. He was supposed to die. If it was not his wife who circumcised him, he would not have died. I mean, he would have died rather. A king, a king should not walk outside of counsel. 
because he will short circuit his own life. But not just short circuit his own life, he might come out of power real soon. If you want someone to ask, ask King Saul. Yeah. As a king, don't make decisions just plainly like that. And someone will ask, how do I make those decisions? Obviously, the Lord will speak to you and communicate. But pastor, I don't hear the Lord. You have to start learning how to hear the Lord then. I have no encouragement for someone that doesn't hear God. The only encouragement I have is start learning how to hear God. Imagine. Should you have an encouragement when someone says, I want to be a doctor. Go to school, Kylie. Ah. No, I can't be a doctor. Uh, uh, how? Who will give you that license? That's the only encouragement we can give you. So if you can't hear God, you, what do you do? Search, study, come to your leaders, come to your pastor. Teach me how to hear God. Who will teach you? While you are doing so, find yourself in the company of those who know how to hear God. That's another encouragement I can give you. If you can't hear God, stand close to someone who knows how to hear God. But then again, you need to hear God to know someone hears God. <laughs> it's so complicated though. Because some of the words some of you receive, ah, I don't think there's any person who's never received a frost prophecy. Is it? <laughs> you, you're supposed to be a bus conductor. Me? <laughs> Not okay. Ah, I am a boy. Some of you concerning destiny, very, you are confused. You, I'm sure they've told you, uh, you've told, they've told you've been a prophet before. They've told you've been an apostle. Uh, which other calling? Apostle. Evangelist. He's received all the callings with, through prophets. And the young man is confused. Because all of them says, that says the Lord. So what should I be, prophet, apostle, evangelist? <laughs> Glory to God. So hear the counsel of the Lord. Tell your neighbor, say, hear the counsel of the Lord. Great. Number two. A king doesn't just need counsel. A king needs wisdom. A king needs wisdom. Wisdom. Wisdom is very vital for a king. Now, I've come to understand something. I've come to understand from the light of scripture that wisdom in expression is sometimes different. And I've also come to understand that wisdom grows in different measures. It's very interesting that when it writes of Jesus Christ, it says he has wisdom. But verses later, it's saying he's growing in wisdom. It simply means the more you grow in wisdom, there are certain things that you will be taught or even empowered to handle. Now, Colossians chapter number 3, verse 16, one of my most favorite scriptures, especially when I'm teaching people who uh, need to walk, you know, in their walk with God. And in Colossians chapter 3, verse 16, the Bible says this. Just, just come here. It says, let the word 
of Christ dwell in you what? Richly. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly. But it doesn't end there. It says, let it dwell in you richly. Then it says, in all wisdom. Mm. So there are kinds of wisdoms. Hey. It says, let the word of Christ dwell in you richly in all wisdom. So it simply means, if let's say you say you are wise, we can trace your wisdom and we say, we say you have wisdom for this particular thing. Ah. If we come to another person, we say this person is wise. Why? Because we've seen a particular thing. So there are different kinds of wisdom, but then the Bible is telling us your wisdom should not just be in one level. Some of you are just wise enough to come to church. Hey, you are wise to come to church every Sunday. But then, some lack wisdom in who to accept to date. But they go to church. They are wise. But not in all wisdom. So some wisdom is missing. All right, all right, all right, all right, all right, all right. Listen, listen. Wait, 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 wait. wait. Let me show you. Let me show you. Oh, you, oh, you, oh, you. Solomon. All right. Solomon, the Bible tells us he prepares a thousand burnt offerings. He's wise eye. Yes, he knows how to move God. He prepares a big offering. And then when he prepares a big offering, he offers it unto the Lord. And after he offers it unto the Lord, the Bible tells us that the Lord visits him in a dream and says, Sir, what do you want? You have moved me with this offering. Woo! And what does Solomon say? He says, I am asking for wisdom to judge your people. I am asking for wisdom to serve. And God says, oh, you've asked for that. No problem. I'll also give you riches whatsoever. So what did Solomon receive? He received wisdom to serve. And when he was serving the people, perfect, very good, wise. Why? Because he had wisdom to do what? To serve. But when you study Solomon's life, you observe that while he had wisdom to serve, he lacked wisdom to live. He had wisdom to serve, but not wisdom to live. How do we know the women he got? I mean, if you received all wisdom, you should know. Okay, you're saving properly, but you can't have 1,000 people in your household. 1,000. What are you doing with them? Listen. Do you have NLT? Give me NLT. Give me Deuteronomy 17 verse 7. 17 verse 17. What, what you guys don't understand is that the way kings were meant to live was regulated. They were not meant to live just anyhow the way they wanted. There was a regulation. I want you to see this. Look at this. The king, what? Uh, let's read. One, two, three, go. The king must not take many wives for himself. If we end there and someone is a king and takes three, But he didn't take three. He took 700 with 300 glorified girlfriends. 
wisdom, but as a king, what he was doing? Wonderful. He would bring solutions, wisdom to serve, but no wisdom to live. Solo, solo. Listen, <laughs> listen, listen, listen. Now, God was very clear from onset. He's not even saying, he says, the king must not take many wives for himself because what? They will turn his heart away from the Lord and he must not accumulate large amounts of wealth in, in silver and gold for himself. Fine. But now, listen to what the Bible shows us. In 1 Kings chapter number 11 and verse 1, we see a deficiency in vitamin wisdom to live. Now Solomon loved many foreign women. Solo, solo. Now, he, 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 wants, he wants foreign women. I don't know what's wrong with the women at Life with Church. Uh, okay, all right, okay, let's, 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 let's sit down. Let's, 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 let's go ahead. Let's go ahead. <laughs> let's go ahead. Solo, solo. Aha. <laughs> My goodness. <laughs> let's read, let's read, let's read. Besides Pharaoh's daughter, so it's showing us the ones he was going for. Pharaoh's daughter. Egypt. Hey. It says, besides Pharaoh's daughter, he married women from Moab, Ammon, Edom, Sidon, and from among the Hittites. International husbands. Next verse. <laughs> what is, look at what it's saying. The Lord clearly instructed the people of Israel. You must not marry them. Listen. It taught kings how many not to marry and who not to marry. Clear. He had wisdom to serve, but not wisdom to live. Because they would turn their hearts to their gods. Yet Solomon, as a king, insisted. Turn to your neighbor and tell them, if you insist. If you insist. Now you know, if I ever reply to you, if you insist. So, lo, so, so. <laughs> the Lord. So you see, this is how you know. You, you needed first to understand, Solomon, you're not just a king. You're a king unto God. Meaning you just don't make decisions anyhow. You need the voice of counsel. But not just the voice of counsel. You need wisdom. All wisdom. But this man insisted on loving them anyway. Next verse. He had 700 wives of royal birth and 300 concubines. And in fact, they did turn his heart away from the Lord. I want you to see this. I want you to understand something. Solomon had wisdom to serve 
That's why he never struggled building a temple for the Lord. He can build a church, but his destiny can be cut off because of how he lives outside church. He knows how to serve. Good prayer coordinator. No, no. Good. It's just an example, my goodness. Yes, he knows how to serve. Well anointed, dresses well. They know how to serve. But then you find that they lack wisdom on how to live. Saints of God, I'm here to submit to you. Remember the Bible says, I commend to you the word of the Lord, the, the Lord and the word of his grace, which is able to build you and give you an inheritance. It is the word of God that dwells in you richly that will help you acquire wisdom for life. Wisdom in how to serve. The challenge is sometimes we, are, we have varieties of wisdom and we are lacking. We are limping because we are not growing in all wisdom. Some of you have got wisdom to serve. Ah, you are very good when it comes to serving. Some of you, you've got wisdom to live. You know how to live. Very holy, righteous, shansha, but wisdom to save. Kafuafua. You are always fighting with everyone in departments. Because you know how to live, but you don't know how to serve. Others, yes, you know how to serve, but you don't know how to live. Papa, papa, you've done midnight prayers. Ka, ka, ka. Afterwards, you type, wow, midnight prayers was fire. Then you send those flyer, those flames to someone's DM. Hey. What time will we make flames? Lacking wisdom to live. No, 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 no. Let me speak. Let me speak. A king should not move anyhow. A king should not make steps anyhow. Those are the things that are affecting your reigning. Remember because Solomon's heart turned away from the Lord. Do you know why Solomon still stayed in power? Do you know why? It's because of God's covenant with his father David. That's why he stayed in power. But because that covenant could not go to the next generation, when Solomon had children, Israel was scattered. The kingdom was lost. That is when Israel had divided into two nations. One called Judah and one called Israel. It was broken. Why? Because of a solo decision. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kings, I'm speaking to you today. Acquire wisdom for life. Wisdom in how to live. Wisdom in how to serve. Listen, in the book of Proverbs chapter 24, it teaches us of wisdom of how to build. Some people know how to serve their husbands in marriage, but don't know how to build their homes because they lack wisdom of how to build. So the home is a wreck now. They only know, okay, here is food, here is shiny, here is shiny. But the home is complete mess. Everything in the house is not shiny. 
there is no organization skills. Toothbrush, pesa kapanzi pa bed. Sapato, uwe pesa panja pa mtenge. No, makizi, lekani musakile makizi, you can't. No, no wisdom to build. Bedroom yu nekakoti jango. George and Georgina of the jungle. <laughs> oh my goodness. Yeah. Proverbs 24 verse 3. A house is what? Is what? It's built by wisdom. You need wisdom to build. You, you, you need wisdom to... It's not just love that you need. Your love also needs to have a wisdom. Yes. Some of you are in love and then your relationships break because of the wisdom you don't have. You've got, you don't have wisdom to keep. You have wisdom to separate. <laughs> eh? Whom the Lord has brought together, let no man. Imagine the problem is that you are the one who becomes that man. That does asunder. No, I'm in love. My wife is committed to me. Let me show you that she's committed. You do a prank on YouTube that you're cheating on your wife. Huh? And then she finds you. No, it was just a prank. Prank? A prank? Pra? <laughs> Solo? <laughs> you treat her like, it's, like a joke. She will leave you like it's funny. That's why you are failing to keep relationships. You are lacking wisdom. Lacking wisdom. Wisdom is a principle. That's why you remember wisdom is a principle thing. Do you know who said it? Solo. Why did he say it? He said it because of what he experienced. Afterwards, he wrote for you three times in the book of Songs of Solomon that daughters of Jerusalem do not awaken love until it so pleases. Please, love at the right time. Who advised you like that? Solo. Why? Experience. He is the one who says, I have seen something under the sun that all things is vanity. <laughs> 1,000. Vanity, vanity, vanity. Listen. You don't have to go through someone else's experiences. Learn from theirs already. Solo is an example. Amen and amen. Get wisdom. It will build you greatly. Turn to your neighbor and say, get wisdom. Some of you lack wisdom in just how to communicate or talk. I mean, communication is very diverse. It can have everything to do with body language. How are you, Bianca? I'm fine. How are you? Someone is greeting you. Hi, how are you doing? You, 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 you just want to answer. You don't want to speak. Somehow it's like... Your words that you've swallowed them. How are you doing? 
You're lacking wisdom in your communication. And so any place you cannot have wisdom manifest diligently, you can't keep. It's not that God is not on your side. He's on your side. But the problem with Mr. King is you are neglecting counsel and you are neglecting wisdom. You are. That's why you're not reigning in life. Be wise. Pursue wisdom. It's very important. The last thing you as a king need to run with you or carry with you is to be courageous. Is to be courageous. Listen. While you have your wisdom, while you have counsel, you need to be courageous to reign. Remember the Bible says, those who receive the abundance of grace and the gift of righteousness shall reign in life. It simply means in your life, anything that you have access to, ensure that you are reigning in that field. So you need to be courageous to make sure every part is winning. Have you noticed in school, you are not advantageous if you only are an A-plus student in mathematics, then the rest you are failing. Isn't that so? I would rather I'm getting my 70 or 80 in all of them than getting 100 in maths and 30 in the rest. Some people are struggling to reign in life. The only thing that's 100% in your life is your church attendance. Which is good, but you need to start reigning in the other areas. We are embarrassing believers with those results. Say, Mr. One, you sent pastor your results. Say, Mr. Two, you are not sending him. So we are checking on you. Is everything okay? No, the system is not showing. Ah, are you sure? No, the system, shan shan. You're even making us make declarations for you. We pray it starts showing. Amen. Say, Mr. Three, you show us. Pastor, say, Mr. Three, results are out. I did well. Say, Mr. Four, Z. What am I trying to say? I'm trying to show you that all these areas of life that you are encountering, saints of God, start winning in them. You can acquire wisdom to win in all spheres of life. Sometimes you need to be courageous. You see, here's the problem. If you win in capacity, but yet are losing in character, you can't reign. Because capacity can get you a job, but your character may make you lose your job. So what should I do? I should get my capacity, but I should also get my character. Why? That's, that's what reigning in life is about. I'm reigning in this. I can pray, I can study. I read the word, I read my Bible, I read my school books. 
That's reigning in life. God didn't just tell you to reign in spirituality. The Bible says, may your spirit, soul, and body be preserved unto the coming of the Lord. All arenas should win. You can't also, today, you're praying, you're doing well, you're seeing visions. In your soul, yes, you're making business, you're making money, but the way you're keeping your body. Who do you think will handle the greatness that you are building up if you're not keeping your body well? Some of you just eat anything and anyhow. What makes you different? I'm not going to call an animal. I'll just say a baby. What makes you different from a baby who finds anything and puts in the mouth? Have you noticed some of you when you see a baby put a coin in the mouth and maybe the, the, the coin gets stuck. You're like, but Moana, why you not so? But you, you eat anything. The baby doesn't even have to pay for what they eat. You, you even pay for them. It's 1,500 kwacha to kill your life. Could you? Ah. Some of you don't. Yeah, I know you may not hear this anyway. Some of you don't even drink water. But you're forgetting. Man shall not live by what? So that bread is important for your body. You don't drink water. And then you say, Pastor makes us do cardio sessions. Your water now finishes after doing praise. Wankala man. Come on. It's time to start analyzing your life in all arenas. Some of you know how I started exercising. I told you. Through a vision of the night. Vision. Thank God for being active. I was a king. I was a king. I was praying. I was doing everything else. But on food, I insisted. There I insisted. There I was insisting. I told myself I will eat whatever I want to eat. Why? I can buy it. Two, she can make it. <laughs> uh -huh. Until pa, as married as I was, vision came. And, while, and there's someone who's been operated. I see you. And I'm hearing, tee, 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 tee. I found myself in the hospital. I said, what should I be? This is not my place. But anyway, I think I have appeared here as a man of the spirit. There is someone who's dying and the Lord has sent me to resurrect him. And I go in the vision in faith. And I'm going, I'm seeing a doctor. And they said, we are losing him, we are losing him. And I'm also rushing. They are losing him, they are losing him. They are losing him. And then I'm about to say, in the name of Jesus, rise up. And I see his face and I say, it's me. I say, it's me. That's me. <laughs> and then the vision cut. I didn't pray. They were losing him. And I said, I hear you, Lord. One, two, three, four. One, two, three, four. One, two, three, four. One, two, three. I heard the Lord. I was not foolish. 
How's that? Ah, you need to be courageous to make certain decisions in your life. To reign. Make bold decisions, even though they seem difficult. Make them. Make them. Start reigning. Start working on your character. Do you know you can make a plan? Guys, do you know everyone knows each other? Or you know it yourself, rather. You know yourself. Some of you even know that you've got serious capacity for jealousy. Atinengaya ni guira jealousy yambira apa. Apa. Bwena wuzi atinengaya ni guira chikonko. It's like Adam swallowed the apple and it didn't reach down. It reached here. Start dealing with those things and say, Father, be like the tax collector. Nilina chikonko. I need mercy. Help me. I've got a temper. Nima tukana. No, start dealing with that. Because if you don't deal with it, next time when you're leading praise, and you shout to the Lord. <laughs> the guys out to just come and Start dealing with those things. Amen and amen. Start reigning in life. We want when you're touching business, you're reigning. Because God is giving you empowerment. We want when you are touching workplace, you are reigning. Because God is giving you empowerment. We want that when you are, doing, when you are serving the Lord, you are reigning. Because God is giving you empowerment. You've got great examples. You've got Daniel. The guy is so clever. This side in his workplace, super. In his education, super. When it comes to praying, he's a shampoo. He's doing it. He's doing it super. Everywhere he's reigning and reigning and reigning. You can't find anything against him. If it's making money, he's the highest there. He's getting paid. He's happening. Integrity there. He's happening. No solo, solo decisions. If God wants someone to rely on, the Bible says, I, Daniel, saw the books and I discovered that it was time for the consolation of Israel to be over. And he began to pray for his nation. That's a man who's reigning in life. When you read the book of Daniel, you follow it very clearly. We are not even seeing titles attributed to him. But he's reigning. Yeah. Manje apa just to my title. Dikones. Anish kwasira. No one can touch you. Don't you know I'm a dikones? Ordained. You were selected. I was ordained. You were appointed or separated. I have oil, you have oil for cooking. Ah, and you're finished. It's time. It's time. That's why we are making empowerment hubs. We're introducing another one called Lifestyle. We introduce another one called lifestyle because we need to empower you in your lifestyle. We have a problem. You are getting paid. And when you get paid, your whole salary is buying a jeans. 
just your salary is buying a jeans. Do you know how much this jeans is? 8,000 kwacha. Uh -uh. And then, Uzambo Sheta jeans. When you are hungry, when, the, when you don't have food, now you'll be like, Dikweza maso langa. You know what you need? You need wisdom for life. Uh, saints of the Lord, <clears throat> my encouragement really is if you are going to reign in life, ensure that you carry with you the voice of counsel. Ensure that you pursue wisdom diligently. But also, in as much as you pursue wisdom, in as much as you carry great counsel, be courageous to address everything that needs to be addressed in your life. I tell people what problem you don't address will not leave your address. If you don't work on your character flaws, those things will affect you. If you don't work on your studies, if you don't work on being productive, those things will affect you. Don't get yourself in a checkmate position. Don't be trapped. I could literally just have an entire sermon on just wisdom to live. Because sometimes the decisions that some of you are making over just feeling nice for five minutes ruins your entire destiny. Five minutes, five minutes, five. Ah, we can do better than that. Let us not, yeah, that's the word. Let us not misrepresent the king we are serving. Today, if I find my little daughter with torn clothes. Do you know that it will break my heart? Why will it break my heart? I have capacity to give her something that is good. But then, is it, is it not that I have not given her something that is good? I have. We have provided clothing for her. Where has she gotten those torn clothes? That's an insult to me. It's an attack on my goodness, on my provision. And that's what we are doing to God. We are putting on garments of filthiness when he's provided garments of holiness and righteousness for us. We are putting on garments of luck when he's provided garments for our well-being. Ah, it's time to reflect on life. 
always have a moment where you sit down and think, what am I doing? What must I do better? Lord, guide me. Because that's what the Bible says. In Proverbs 21 and verse 1, it says, just put it in NKJV. It says the king's heart is in the hand of the Lord. Like the rivers of water, he turns it where he wishes. The king's heart is in the hand of the Lord. Where is your heart? Is it in your own hands? Or is it in the hands of the Lord? Is he turning it as he wishes? Is he turning it for your good? Is he turning it for your progress? Or you are navigating your own heart? It's time to give our hearts back to God. And let him navigate. So that you never find yourself in a checkmate position. And that you may reign in life. May God bless his word.